Okay. Well, welcome to the new episode. Uh, what can we say? What can we say? Where are you, Jamie? Hmm? Um, somewhere mm-hmm. in a hotel. Yes. Yes. For I can't us. say where. You can't Jamie say where. Confidential. It's all a big secret. I got to be up at five o'clock tomorrow in the morning. Wow. My time, that's 2 a.m. That's right when I get up to go piss. In the yeah. And I and my time, that's 4 a.m. ish. And I had to get up at that exact time this morning because Jack pissed his bed. Oh, no. So you He's just let it, it so you just let it be known what time zone you're in, Yame. Mm-hmm. Whoa. OK, OK. It's and that you got there that you got there in, you know, less than. Six hours because you cleaned up Jack's piss this morning and and now you're there in pajamas and fine. So people could put things, people could put two and two together. Yeah. Can we say you're working on a secret project? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And can we put a timetable on when we can? No, we can't. We can't say that, can we? Yeah. Oh, boy. I feel like I'm on the inside. You know? You are. Yes. Yes. I know exactly (laughs) what's going on. And I'm so excited for it. I haven't been this excited about something you've done since you, I don't know, since you made me uh, carrots about a year ago. I made you carrots? You made me carrots and potatoes. I was really hungry on one of those Sundays. Did I ever make you rice? You made a vegetables. You made fried rice. Yeah, that's a good one. Fried rice. Yeah. You know Miss what she would be good at is like if if she saw you like in the kitchen looking for stuff, she'd be like, "Oh, here's what I can like. I got this. Like, like I got carrots and potatoes. I got this. Like, and she would start firing off stuff at you. Like, I could do this. I could whip this up. And you're like, "Ooh, yes. I just remember the carrots being like, because I, I normally don't make carrots at home. I just remember you making a carrots and being like, I made you like roasted some of the carrots. Best carrots, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Thank you. What did I like that you made? Roasted what? Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Uh, your sweet potatoes were good. Yeah. yeah. But then I think so. Oh, like the broccoli. You do it yeah, right. Yeah, you like Amy. my broccoli. You like my vegetables. Do you guys love my vegetables? This is um, I love it. Yeah. How many Maybe. times do you guys wake up in the middle of the night to pee? One. Once. At the you guys you do is it. Is that a sign of time? old age? Definitely. No, I've been doing that my whole life. I had to go. I really? thought I, I thought I had a problem when I was a kid. This this is why I remember I told that story about the guy, the doctor stuck his uh, fingers yeah. up my butt. It was yeah, because I was it. it's because I thought I peed too much. And so in the middle of the night, I would get up once, twice, three times sometimes to go pee. That's a lot. Like, and he's I'm like, is this normal? He's like, what's normal? I remember him saying that. This guy normal? was a real creep. Yeah. After he stuck yeah. his fingers in my butt, I caught him. Sniffing I hope his, his I hope his medical license has been revoked. And he was like, oh, this will fix it. And he just stuck his finger in your butt. Do you know what which finger fuck? it was? No, I don't know. What Did he put a, do you remember him putting a glove on? Pointer, right? Middle finger's uh, a little yeah, weird he, to do. He put a glove on. I mean, a as far as I know. A ring finger's a little short. If you're a doing thumb? it to a girl, you want to do thumb, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he put two thumbs in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I go once. I go once in the middle of the night, but depends on when I stop drinking liquid in the middle of the night. So I've stopped. I've learned to stop drinking liquid past like six, sometimes seven. Wow, you are like my child, my toddler. I make him stop drinking water. 
I do the same thing. I stop six hours before bed. Yeah, you have to eat. And, like I'll, I'll take like a sip or whatever, but like I'm not like, you know, like right now I could just chug this water. I can't do that at midnight. I'll be up a million times. Wow. Yeah. Do you guys ever have to take a shit in the middle of the night? No. Like never. It's, but it has happened and it is br- like I'm sitting on the toilet hating myself. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. you piece is of Is it because you ate like a bad dinner? No, it's just, you know, like once a year, your body goes like, hey, bud, like, wake up. We got to get once this out. a year. Once a year is a great. That's exactly what it is for me. It's like when you have <laughs> it's one meal that goes through you extra fast and uh, it's nothing's worse than being half asleep on the toilet. Because oh. you kind of need a little bit of like you need your muscles to like activate to get, yeah. you know, so when you're half asleep, kind of you're just sitting there. Sometimes mm-hmm. just farting in an empty bowl. Oh, oh. oh so I think the more relaxed you are, the better. But it still just sucks sitting on the bowl. And then, like, here in New York, like, those baby wipes are freezing cold, you know, when you mm. put them on your butt because, like, the apartment's kind of cold. Are you, but- like, what are you doing in New York? Like, are you going anywhere? Like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, a lot of things are fucking not great right now, but some yeah. shit is all right. But it's also, like... Yesterday was 18 degrees. I know. I heard it was bad yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't want to like, I love the excuse to like, oh, it's 18 degrees. Like, you know, do you really want to whatever? But it's, you know, New York is. It hit 80 today here. Oh, Oh, babe. Mm -hmm. I will be home in three days. You're so excited. This is what we're going to do. So excited. Yeah. I have a story after this. Remind me about the hotel and pooping. Tell sorry. me those who don't like poop. I'm sorry. We have a some. We've got a few pods without talking about poop. Uh, I think it's yeah. Time. It's time. Is this um, gonna be a poop pod? This poop pod. It's a poop pod. Uh, this is a poop pod. And uh, when you come back, I'm, we're gonna depending on what time you land. I'm gonna scoop you up. Okay, from the airport. We're going straight. Oh, you're only air saying warm. that because I already told you I got a ride from the airport. I I see how you work, babe. You can cancel it. Okay, you just want to get picked <laughs> up in a, a 9/11 turbo. I heard it. I heard it <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, we're going straight to Air One, or you could have the car drop you off at my house. I'm on the way. You go straight to Air One. We're hitting the hot food section, and then we're <laughs> gonna go straight to the sand, baby. We're going to we're bringing frisbees. We're going on a beach towel, one towel for two people. We're gonna Whoa. share one. Towel. Is it a big towel? I'm gonna get the smallest towel I have. <laughs> so listen, this this a really tragic thing happened to me at the hotel, and I was gonna bring it up last week, but it. Didn't come up organically. And uh, I don't know how to, dis- like, it's traumatic to me. So you know how I am with OCD and germs and I, I can be, you know, not like the COVID way, more like humans being gross. Like there was a couch there that was velvet and there were clearly like cum stains on the couch. And I'm just like, ugh, like, which I, I don't even think that's OCD. I think anyone is like, ugh, it's like fucking cum on the couch yeah. or whatever. So you're just like, you see like this big white circle that like somebody like rubbed it. You're like, this is so cruel, whatever. So last day of the hotel, you know how sometimes when you poop, the water can come up and hit you. Like yeah. sometimes it just hits your butt, but then like very rare, it's like that bullseye and gets you right, right where yeah. the poop came out. The yeah. water fucking goes up. So it's 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 getting you back. It's like a rebellion of the toilet water. <laughs> yeah. The people right. are like, rising up. Yeah, it's taken only it could take only so much shit, you know, and then it just Yeah. <laughs> uh so and it was 
this hotel, I'm in a hotel. Like if it's in my toilet, I'm like, ah, you know, like that sucks. I don't want toilet water hitting my butt. But in my head, when that toilet water hit my butt, it was like every single person who stayed in this room just shit in my butt. Yeah. Oh. Or, or, and peed in my butt. And every, like when that water hit my butt, I was so like it ruined my whole day. Yeah. I don't like that feeling. Oh, I don't in like public, it. It's terrible. I don't like it. I, I, I do like to think that, you know, that's just mainly most, mostly your stuff going back inside of you. But I can, I can see why you would think that somebody with a OCD. Yeah. And it's a hotel. People are probably throwing up in there. Like, you know, it's as bad as like, it's just so gross. But anyway, I, I, it must be so great. Like you guys own your own homes, you know? So it's like, you, you really know like, Oh, here's the, the, the record. Like even I, I've, I've rented my whole life. I've never owned, but like, I look at it like I'm so much happier that I'm going to own later in life if I ever own, because like I keep learning these things that I'm like, Ooh, that's what I, th- that's something I didn't know I needed. Like I grew up yeah. where everybody did like their laundry on the second floor and like you all did your laundry together. I didn't, no, and now the apartment I have has laundry inside of it. And I'm like, now I come here, I'm doing laundry with everyone here, like on actually on the second floor. I'm like, this is so gross. You're a savage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Maybe we should get into hotel best practices because maybe a lot of people out there, you know, because I grew up, my dad worked in hotels growing up. Jamie, you've been in your fair share of hotels, especially recently. What do you do? I'll tell you the first things I do. Okay. I take the top sheet off the the blankety part and I sleep just in the sheets because rumor is that they don't really wash that top sheet unless you're at a nice hotel that comes off or if they have the little the little strip that lays at the end. Yeah, you take out. Uh, put it on the ground. OK, that's gone. Yeah, that's gone. gone. You want to never use your ice bucket. Uh, a lot of hotels, sometimes nice ones will put plastic bags. Even then, I don't like the idea. <laughs> Why? You have Why? To get, have them bring you ice. Why? Because those ice buckets, just like the remote control, they don't change that out. That's just everyone's filth. Everyone having sex, everyone farting on it. It's just, it just, it, it's in there. On their it's, ice bucket? Ice mm-hmm. buckets get dirty. You never know what they're putting in. Their fingers, okay. hands going in. It's the same thing with, with, you know, a lot of the maids, they don't get in there and they don't clean that part. Mm -hmm. They don't clean the remote control. Nice places will Mm -hmm. put your little hand sanitizer. They'll put a a Lysol wipe on it. They'll put it in a plastic bag. Those are, you want to make sure you're just touching the things that are getting washed. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, there people, there is common. But don't germs die off after like a number of hours? What did Fauci tell you to say that? <laughs> no. no, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you're right, but these are just things that I you know growing what up I in a hotel I've, I've learned to do. I saw there was an article today that said uh, cannabis can block COVID. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> Rob. I've never seen Rob look this interested before. Smoking weed can make human cells block COVID. When was the last time you smoked, James? Allegedly, let's let's say we're not uh, no, doctors. Allegedly, no. allegedly, yeah. it was from Fortune magazine. Uh, last time I smoked a week ago. Yeah. Well, I have ago? not. I haven't smoked in months, but 
uh, Kasim's brother's wedding's coming up, and I'll tell you something. Robbie going to smoke there. Why? Yeah. Oh, just because it's like celebratory? Like, no, it's just like that. Like, you know, I just know there's going to be so much weed going around that, like, the first day I might be like, no, I'm good. And then, like, the second night, like, I'm probably going to be like, you know what? Like, get like, because I'm not not smoking for any reason. Yeah. I'm just, just not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just not smoking. Yeah. It's going to be a party. Yeah. We're going to have fun. It's going to be good. I'm coming up, uh, by the way, guys, I'm coming up on five years sober here in like two weeks. Wow. That's right, baby boy. You know? Five years. Yeah. How you feel about that? Would have never thought, would have never thought it was going to happen. Proud. Great. Feel great. Did you ever think that you were going to drink again? Um, When I first got sober, the idea of not smoking weed or drinking like for more than a week seemed almost impossible to me you know the idea of putting together seven consecutive days and then putting together two weeks when you first get sober somebody tells you like you're going to be sober you know 30 days you know or 90 days you got to hit a meeting every day you got to 90 90 90 meetings in 90 days and you're just like that sounds fucking impossible you You go to a meeting every day they, they, when you first get sober, because you're most vulnerable and you're most likely to to, to drink or use again in, in the very beginning, you know, it gets easier as you start as uh, the further away from the your, your last drink that you get until, you know, unless you're dry and then you go back. But like if you're working the program and you're doing all that stuff, you're those first few days, weeks, months are tough, you know, and it was it seemed impossible to get that many days together in the in the very beginning but then it gets easier you know and then like in the very beginning you're like oh man do you think i'll ever be one of these guys that has like years of sobriety that sounds crazy like what how do i do how do i go to a party how do i interact how will i have uh intimate moments with people if i'm not under the influence and it just kind of happens you know if you're just kind of if you commit to it and you're you're there it gets easier and then you don't really, then it doesn't, you don't really think about it as much. So it's crazy. See, I think, I think for me, like from what I remember in the beginning, it was easy because I, I wasn't a guy who drank every single day. So uh, like in the beginning, deciding to not drink for a bit, everything was like so new. And I was like, Ooh, I'm feeling good. And this, and hello. but then when I hit like, I don't know how long it was, but then I started getting to the point of like, wait, so I'm never drinking again. Like, and it was, it, the beginning was easy, right? Cause I could tell people like, oh dude, sorry. Like I'm not going to your birthday. I stopped drinking a month ago. And like, so I'm, I'm staying away. I'm not going out. But then somewhere along the line, it got to like, well, I'm not going to not go to my friend's birthdays forever. So now I have to start going to these things. And then like, and then I'm standing there and I'm not wanting to drink. I'm more so being like, I'm never going to drink again. Like how am I, what about like, and then I just, you start thinking about events and like, Oh, what about new year's? Cause like yeah. I stopped drinking in March and I'm like, what about new year? I'm not going to drink for new year. But like the, the day to day in the beginning, I was actually like really excited to, cause like, it was like, first I started eating health. Then I started drinking these green juice. Then I started doing yoga. Then I started, and I was like, Whoa, like I, I'm really loving all this, that. And then all of a sudden you kind of hit a point where you're like, you know, like when you I'm first never... got when you first got sober, did, was the plan just to not drink for a little while? And then it became 
a permanent thing or were you trying to go cut it all out immediately forever in the very beginning? Uh, no, I think that the plan hard drugs was to definitely cut out yeah. drinking. I, like I just kind of knew I couldn't drink cause then I would go back to doing the hard drugs and like doing uh, stuff like I can, you know, and it was the same thing with like cigarettes. I was like, if I drink, I'm going to smoke. Like if yeah. I, I just can't, you know, but yeah. again, like I found the beginning exciting. And then some point, like you kind of got a little, you know, like six months in, you're like, all right, like I feel good this, like, am I bored? Like, and then you, you know, you're seeing your friends out and they're like, oh, come on, like do this. And you're like, oh, maybe this, but now like my birthday will be nine years. And I'm like, oh my God, like I, you know, we talked about this, I think on the pod that got deleted, but it was like, I, I don't know if we repeated it, but I walked into the hotel room that I was staying at where the water hit my butt and I saw all the alcohol and it wasn't like four little bottles. Like it was one of those hotels where it was like full bottle of tequila, full bottle of vodka, like all the full bottles on the thing. And, uh, yeah, I was like, wow, I'm so grateful that like, I don't feel like I have to call someone or like, or like call a friend or be like, or call the front desk. And be like, Hey, can you get this out of the room? Because like, I just kind of look at it and go like, ugh. like same way I look at cigarettes and I'm like, Ugh, like when I see somebody smoking a cigarette, I'm like, what am I in a fucking, like, did I get in a time machine? Like, I can't, I can't wrap my head around someone still smoking a cigarette. It's crazy. Hey guys, it's time to talk HelloFresh. Um, look, HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh cuts back on time in the kitchen so you can spend it on your other resolutions. You know, with meals running around 30 minutes or less, Plus, quick and easy meals, including 20-minute recipes and low prep and easy cleanup options, provide an even faster route to putting food on the table. Robbie, do you HelloFresh? Uh, listen, I, I love uh, HelloFresh because it saves you time, not only when you're cooking, because like you said, everything is pre-portioned, but also it saves you time. But you open your front door, it's there in a box, ready to go, ready to cook, you're ready to eat. And I know you guys might be thinking like, oh yeah, well you guys love it because they sent it to you for free because they're a sponsor in this. Well, guess what? Go to hellofresh.com slash pajama16 and use code pajama16. And the reason it's 16 is because you get the offers up to 16 free meals and three wow. free gifts. So go to hellofresh.com slash pajama16. If you use code pajama16, you get up to 16 meals and three free gifts. Guys, do you have a business and you're trying to build an online presence Mm -hmm. for your business? Well, then you need Squarespace. Tell them about it, babe. That's right, guys. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and to run your business. Um, I know folks that use Squarespace uh, that have you know, prior zero knowledge to building websites and having e-commerce and things like that. All they had to do was go to one place, squarespace.com, and they had all the tools necessary. Uh, like, for example, being able to sell stuff through their e-commerce. Squarespace is 
everything to sell anything. Squarespace has the tools you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, simple checkout process, secure payments. Uh, they have video blocks where you can present your own videos from like your own YouTube channel. You can connect all your social media accounts because a lot of people drive traffic from Instagram and other places. So do yourself a favor, make it easy when you're starting your new website and go to squarespace.com. Robbie, tell them. I'm going to start a business just so I could use uh, Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pajama to save 10% off your first purchase for a website or a domain. That's S-Q-U-A-R-E-S-P-A-C-E.com. You know, the, it's so funny because the cigarettes are like, that's the that's the thing that kind of crosses my mind every once in a while. It's not it's never really alcohol. It's never really weed. But it's like, oh, man, smoking a cigarette. That's how powerful ciggies are. It's like even now I'm like, man, yeah, those that was kind of fun. Like I enjoyed doing that. But it's so did you stop it, it all at gross. the same time? Yeah, I did it all the same. I did. Alcohol and cigarettes at the same time and then weed a week later, but like all within the same week, because I was like, if I'm going to feel like shit, I'm just going to feel like shit, you know, and cut it all out. And then I start. So I cut all that stuff out and I started exercise. I started boxing uh, three days a week, stopped drinking, smoking weed and cigarettes all in the same week. It was like a gnarly it was a gnarly uh, yeah. first month. Yeah. You know, the when, I, when I'm in New York this time, like for in the winter, I uh, these are the first like fingerless gloves where I didn't have to cut like the index finger and the middle finger all to the smoke. way down. Yeah. To smoke? Yeah, so I could smoke. Yeah. But like, like, like Kasim said, you know, with the cigarettes, there are def like when I'm just walking and like doing something and I see somebody smoking or like, you know, when we're at the beach and someone's smoking, I'm like, oh, you're so disgusting this. But there's, I've talked about this before. There's something about like winter, like snow. Where like like if if you have to wait for five minutes in the winter for somebody, it's like you fucking piece of shit. Like while you're standing there, you know, you're like, where the fuck are you? Let's go. But if you have a cigarette, it's like, hey man, take your time. Like mm -hmm. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm smoking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that moment that those five minutes that you give yourself that's just mine, you know, and like doesn't matter. You can come to me with whatever, you know. That's where like people. Does it make you focus? Does nicotine yeah. make you focus? Yeah. It yeah, it makes you focus. And and that's, I remember like working at Best Buy, everyone that was getting promoted, they all smoked because it, you know, they would all, and I'm sure this is the case with a lot of places that people work together with, but on those smoke breaks, they're just like connecting, you know, like, oh, let's go for a smoke break, let's connect. And like, then they start, you know, uh, coming up with stuff and they're like, oh yeah, we went out and we like solved this thing or we came up with this idea while we we're on a smoke break. You're like, I'm getting penalized for not smoking. You know, all I'm yeah. doing is I'm sitting here it's, working while you guys are on a break. It's not as much anymore, but I mean, I would say more actors than not used to smoke. Like, especially, you know, in the beginning when I was like, everyone smoked and it's, it's, it's like, it was weird to not smoke if you were an actor. I felt like. Well, it might be one of the top like 10 professions in the world of downtime or like, the, like there were times 
I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but there were times where like, let's say they would call me to set at four o'clock in the afternoon and they'd be like, oh, we need like, a, it's going to be another hour. It's going to be another hour. And then at, you know, midnight, 1am, 2am, they would come to the camper and they'd be like, hey, actually, uh, you're, we're not going to use you today. Yeah. Like yeah. some shot is taking too long and you just be like, okay, I just came here for 10 hours or whatever. But you feel like, it's fine. I was smoking. It was, I, I remember for like the minute that I smoked it was, I would, all of a sudden when I would like go out for a cigarette, I'd be like, oh, this is where, this is where everybody hangs out. I like talked to people I had never talked to before on the set because I was like in this crowd now. Yeah. There's definitely times where it's like, Jamie, you don't know that guy? Like, oh, he's yeah. fucking super cool. Like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, like how that, like everyone's like, you don't know that guy? Like, oh, he's the fucking best. This. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, a, like a, a overseas flight. I think I was going to uh, the Middle East and we stopped in Paris at Charles de Gaulle airport. And this is when I was smoking. They have these little smoke pods in the airport. Have you ever been one of those where you, you oh, walk- it must be so gross. Oh my God. You walk, you're in there for five minutes. You come out like you, you feel like you've aged, hey. you know, your clothes stink, but everyone in there, you you think you're young, cool and hip because, you know, everyone in there is like super old and they're all like they're people that had to get their fix They're You know, there's the, the smokers, you know, like I know a person uh, that I work with that just kind of smokes like one a day. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's like a level of smoker where it's like, all right, that's fine. It's like one a day. Like, well, who cares? But then there's the people like when I was smoking, it's like, oh, I had to get it in. And you are all all these same sort of like had to get it in people are in this tiny little six foot by four foot box and there's like air ventilation up top but it's still not enough you come in and everyone's just like sucking them down as quick as they can and it's all clear it's a clear acrylic box so everyone can kind of see you uh and it and you feel real dirty and you feel ashamed you're like oh man this is like you're you're giving yourself a, a moment to to like, I don't want to end up like one of these other people in this box, but here I am. You come out, you stink. You then you go sit on a plane next to somebody and you know, you smell. It's just, it's just bad, but it wasn't ever enough to make me stop. You know what I mean? It was just, that's how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. See, you think you felt bad after coming out of there. We used to land in Vegas and they would have the clear boxes. You go in and smoke in Vegas, but then they would have slot machines in there. So you'd go in lose a hundred bucks and come out smelling like a cigarette. Everything would be whack. But like, I remember like the one time I left the continental fucking whatever United States, I went to, uh, hold on. North America. Yeah. North America. There we go. I think you're talking Uh, about a hotel. Yeah. The, uh, it's a, it's a breakfast. The I went to Amsterdam and I went to Italy and when we were uh, when we so we got on the plane and my buddy we got like the four middle seats so it was four of us and like he put he opened his tray and we're like there's an indent for a cup and he just filled it with Percocets so we were like everybody would just like grab Percocets and then he was like yo I have them here so like whenever you want like and we were just literally like we'd be sleeping on the plane or whatever and like something you'd like open your eyes and look around for a second you just reach over like take Percocets or we're taking Xanax like all this just to like make this miserable like you know the flight sucked and we knew it was gonna suck so we're like yo just fucking and then we had another flight after that but in between that flight 
Yeah, we had like 20 minutes. And when you've taken, you know, I probably took 12 Percocets on that fucking plane. And when you don't have a cigarette, when you're doing Percocets, even if you're fucking napping, you're jonesing. And I remember me and my friend like running to that room and then you're all out of breath. And it's like, there's almost a sense of like, once you open that door, you don't need to smoke a cigarette. You know, like it's just so the smoke and it's nasty and it's this, but, but like, yeah, we, I remember like chain smoke, like light it, you know, when you light the cigarette with the last cigarette, like we did that with like three cigarettes and ran to the plane. You know, I'm so glad that my kids really like don't ever see people smoke. Like you really just don't. Um, and so like, I don't think it'll ever be like, in their, in their minds to even try. Like, do you know, like when we were young teenagers, like it was so exciting to try it because it's something only adults got to do. Right. But I think when you don't even see adults doing it, you don't care. It's weird how it kind of skips a generation. Cause like all of my grandparents chain smoked, like yeah. somebody bought me a bird uh, and I left it at my grandparents' house and the bird turned yellow. Because they smoked so much, like it was not and cools. They they all smoked cools, and, and my gra- my great grandmother smoked Paul Malls, and she would just fucking what's that? Ah, just some fucking I don't. They they all smoked things that like you know like old school shit. And um, what was it? Guess? Oh, but then like my so my grandma and grandpa had three kids and not one of them yeah, smoked. Same. And not only did not one of them smoke, they all find cigarettes to be the most disgusting yes. thing in the world. Yes. My dad, ba- my dad, both his parents smoked nonstop and him and all his brothers think it's the worst. My dad used to embarrass me. Like whenever we would walk past like a smoking section in a restaurant, you like, Back in the day, he would go, this is disgusting. And I'd be like, oh, my God, he's so embarrassing. But he's so turned off by it because he was like, every day of my childhood, I'd be in a car with the two of them smoking with the windows down. Like, I just thought it was the grossest thing in the world. Yeah, there's an emotional connection that they've made. Yes. Yeah. I remember going to restaurants when I was young, and there would be like a ashtray made out of like tinfoil on the... Yeah. On, on the thing, you know, and they were all over the place. And it was like, yeah, like in a restaurant, half of it would be the smoking session and half would not be. But then there was no divide. No. If you like, were like was- on the border, you were basically in the smoking section. Yeah. So what what happened? Baby, you had a, you had a hair in your mouth. What did they do to you over there? I had a hair in my mouth and it's been there oh. for minutes. Um, now it's out. Uh, I have some emails. Okay, well, I wanted to ask you guys, when you guys were buying a house, did Mm. you have, like, what were your major things of like, okay, this is a non-negotiable. Like, like, now I know I need a washer and dryer in my apartment because it just makes life fucking better. Like, I don't need a dishwasher. I don't need, I fucking need a washer and dryer. I wanted wanted a space for my kids to, for not necessarily a playroom, but an area where their shit was, where they watch TV, and then we could have an area where we hung out. So it what didn't feel like where we want to hang out as adults uh, had all their toys and everything. Like I like when we were moving, I was like, I want them to have a space where there's the Xbox and the toys, and they hang out, and I don't have to like they can fuck it up, do whatever. And then I want a space where like I enjoy like relaxing and watching television when we knew we could kind of upgrade. 
So that that's how it is now. You guys have that's a separate- how it is now. Yeah. So like, what are the good side and, so and is there crazy- a downside that's come from it? Sure. So the crazy part about Texas, I found when I was looking at houses, is like they they do it right where the the owner's suite because you can't say master bedroom anymore. So like the owner's suite <laughs> is on one side of the house, and the kids' bedrooms are on the complete other side. And at all our other houses we had, like our kids' bedrooms, were right next to us. It felt so at first. It felt very weird to have them so far away, but then we were like, oh yeah, like this makes a lot of sense. So we have like our bedroom. The, the middle area of the house, which is like the nice living room, dining room, kitchen. And then this way is both boys' bedrooms and another tiny little TV room. So that side of the house is kind of them where you guys know me. And like I, I as soon as things are wrapping up, everything's clean and put away. Like I like to have it all set. So on days where I'm like not really feeling it, I can let it go because that side of the house, once they're asleep and their doors are closed, I don't have to go to it. And I can relax on the couch with our friends or with Cutter and eat food and watch television. And it feels like it's not, I don't know, like things being put away and in a space and like feng shui calms my mind and um, not having to see like monster trucks and like Paw Patrol fire (laughs) trucks like everywhere is nice. Yeah. See, I feel like that's ideal. I also feel like I would never go to their side of the house. You know what I mean? Like it would be weird. They would need, I would need like a pass to go to my kid's side of the house. They'd have (laughs) like a new, they'd be working on a new religion. They'd have like a political, like a whole political system in place. Well, sometimes like they'll they'll go in Bo's room and I know they're doing things that'll probably get them hurt and they're playing hard and Cutter's like, uh," and I'm like, stop, leave that let them be, let them figure it out. Like I I've, I've strategically planned their rooms in such a way that no one could like really get hurt. Like they could jump off a bunk bed and like break an arm, but like it's, it's pretty foolproof knock on wood. But do you, do you feel disconnected from them no. in any, any of that or no? Or do you <laughs> just like, I love it. Every moment I cherish. Yeah. That's nice. Well they're and they're getting to an age where, they're playing, they're playing better and better every day. They still fight so fucking much. Did you and your brother fight? Oh, we like, didn't get along like, until we were in our mid 20. Like he was in his mid. Like, but like you fought mid-20s. all the time when you were kids. Yeah. I fought, okay. I picked on him. He was a sweet boy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. My kids, it's, it's equal and they don't fucking stop. It's, it's so, it, that, that to me is the most annoying part right now of like being their parent and their mom is like, they just don't stop fighting. And I, I don't want to yell anymore. I don't want to like, I don't know what to do. When I was staying at my friend's house uh, in Long Island for that week, there were, they had two kids and they were two boys and it was like, you know, 45 minutes where it was like, God, look at them. They're so good. They're so cute. And then bang, 45 minutes. I get four to five minutes, maybe of them not fighting. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, cause nice. you know what would happen? Like the 45 minutes I'm counting like the separation time. So like they would get into a big fight, an argument, then it would be like, you go over there, you go over there, you play with your toys over here and you did. So then they would like, you know, one would be over there, one would be over there and be like, nice and quiet. And like, look how cute they are and this. And then like 10, 15 minutes, all of a sudden it would be like, Hey, do you want, and they would kind of like somebody did that. And then they would sit and play for like a nice 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden it was like someone bashing the other one over the head, like, you know, just oh, there was something I wanted to say before we go on. Uh, Perry Caravello did a show called Smiling Friends. He talked about it while he was on here mm-hmm. on Adult Swim. And mm-hmm. his uh, episode airs this week on Adult Swim. So go check it out. I feel like it might have already aired, too, because uh, I was seeing it on Twitter. But, yeah, Smiling Friends, you guys know uh, the fourth co-host of this pod, Perry Caravello. <laughs> is on uh, an Adult Swim show called Smiling Friends. Go check it out. Support Perry. I think they're all available on like iTunes or HBO Max. But I have all the stuff here, but I don't, I'm just going to slow me down. But yeah, just, no. it's, you know, he said it's going to, the episode is scheduled to air January 17th. So that would be today when the pod comes out. Yeah, Perry uh, just put together an incredible week of shows where uh, Tom <laughs> was has been uh, with Perry in his apartment. Tom B week. So uh, go through, go through the uh, YouTube. There's a lot of great highlights and clips. Cass, when you buy a home or let's say if you go look for another home, like what would you, is there something you would look for now that you didn't look for? What are your, like, I know. Cause one of the things I realized when I was staying at this first Airbnb, the sink to do dishes made me so fucking miserable. Like, first of all, there's like a cabinet right here. So you're just like, you're you're you have to like stay away so you don't bang your head while you're doing dishes but then also the like the nozzle of the sink came out like one inch off of the like wall of the sink so you couldn't put like a bowl under there and like Mm -hmm. wash it and i was like i've never seen i'm like who made this like who decided and it was just so frustrating that i was like and it didn't have a thing where like my sh- my place at like Casim has a great sink in his house. We're like sprayer. you could take the sprayer. So that's yeah. one of the things. Like just from coming here at the age of thirty six, I realized I'm like, oh, if I ever had a house, I would want like a sprayer. Mm-hmm. Appliances yeah, I- are important to you, Rob. Totally convenience. Yeah. You know what I've been doing every morning, Robbie? Tell me. I mean, I know, but they need to know. I wake up every morning. I do two things. I make a hot pot of coffee. And then I put a little athletic greens in a shaker mixed with water. And I take a shot every morning. That's filled with a lot of the minerals and vitamins that I'm not getting in my diet. Uh, so thanks to athletic greens, I'm starting my day off right. And it takes almost zero effort every day. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people who are extremely healthy and uh, yeah, what right they here, have. Babe. Exactly. And what they tend to have is a ton of time, by the way. Kasim's a great example. Before he started working on G4 and he was chilling all day, Kasim had a ton of time to be healthy and he was a lot healthier. But now, guess what? His gut health is better. He's got more energy. He's optimized his immune system because every morning he wakes up, he does a scoop of athletic greens. Now he's feeling better. He was slacking off for a while. Boom. Kasim's back, baby. Thanks to athletic greens. That's right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into flu and cold seasons, just one scoop and a cup of water every day. And that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting 
vitamin D, and five-feet travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash pajama. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash pajama to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So I, I actually went to my friend's house uh, two weeks ago, right when we walked in, bottle of Nutrafol, bang. I'm like, oh, what's this? He's like, dude, this is the only thing I've used in 25 years, 20 years that has helped me grow back my hair. And I've also heard, I don't want to shout him out. I'm going to ask him if I could use his name. Maybe he doesn't want me to, but there's a guest that uh, we've had on this podcast who loves Nutrafol. As a a man, I feel like this isn't something that we talk about too much, but losing your hair is kind of traumatic. You know what I mean? It's not... It's something that you have your whole life, you grow up with, you take for granted. And then all of a sudden, one day, it just starts to get thinner. It just, your hairline starts to go back a little bit. And then, you know, we, we tie up a lot of our masculinity in our hair, which is a whole other thing. But um, if there's an easy way to keep that from happening and slowing down the process, wouldn't you be interested in doing that? I know I would. Nutrafol is formulated with potent botanicals to help you grow your hair as strong as you are. And it's physician formulated to be 100% drug free. Yeah. And I just want to say in clinical studies, Nutrafol users saw thicker, stronger hair growth with less shedding in three to six months. So guys, you're listening to this now. It's like, I look back and I go, man, 10 years ago, I wish I learned how to do this. I wish I learned... Three mm-hmm. to six months from now, you have a fuller head of hair. And also, in clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after six months. Visit Nutrafol.com and take their hair wellness quiz for a customized product. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code PAJAMA to save $15 off your first month subscription this is their best offer available anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code PAJAMA for hair as strong as you are. You know, I, I spent a few years in Venice at a, a, in a tiny house uh, that I was paying a ton for because it, it had a pool, but, like, the house itself was, like, a pile of shit and it had a tiny tiny kitchen and it had little like a little rinky dink faucet in the kitchen sink i made washing dishes a pay like i didn't want to be in there you know so when i <laughs> and, it, and it had all concrete like the front yard area was all concrete the backyard was all pool with a little bit of concrete around it. and i had a dog and i felt bad that he had no grass so when i when i bought a new place the first thing was i want a yard um, and so, uh, that's kind of what brought me to this place is I have a, a nice backyard, a little bit of a front yard too. Um, and then I, I did all the things like to the, the, the kitchen was a, the, it's the spot that everyone hangs out in is a little breakfast nook. I, I, I remodeled the kitchen in a way that had, I want to be in it now because it's got mm. a nice, you know, counter and a faucet and it's got big refrigerator not like yamie lee's but it was um much better than where i came from the only thing i would change if i was an upgrade from this place would just be like maybe a nicer neighborhood um and then an, <laughs> uh, an extra bedroom because my you know square footage in the house is kind of small 
but even though the the yard's big. Um, but yeah, I'm really pretty happy with the place that I've bought, you know. But uh, yeah, I can see like if I had more than two kids, it would get it would feel really small. Yeah. Well, that's what it for us. We like outgrew our first house with Bo immediately. Yeah. Um, our second house was great that you guys spent many the best nights in. It was great. We just needed like, we just wanted to not feel so like on top of all our neighbors. You know what I mean? Like when we were outside, you just hear everybody talking to their kids, which meant they heard us with our family and our friends and you know, yeah. And you, you know just what? get I'm, used to that. That just becomes normal out here. Like I can, I'm looking out my window right now. I can see my neighbor's roof. I can see his patio. Uh, I, I hear when he pulls his trash cans out when he has yeah. parties, like, like it's all, but you just get used to that because it's yeah. like that everywhere. Yeah. It's the, the thing that I'm seeing is like, like uh, went up big time during COVID was people getting like a second fridge. You know, yeah. Be like, oh, I have a friend. A garage. By the fridge. way, yeah, and like a garage. And I only heard of people with houses doing it until shout out to Joey and and Yuri, Joe Perino. They have a one bedroom apartment in Manhattan, and they got a second fridge. Where is it? In their bedroom, I think. <gasps> like a mini fridge. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like fairly large. Cause I know like Joey will be like on the phone with me now and he'll be like, yeah. Like, oh, he's like, it's so great. Like if I want to drink, it's like right here in the bedroom. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, well, I got like five minutes till I turn into a pumpkin. So do you want to read an email? Yeah. I'll read an email since, since you are leaving, I'll read you one, um, that is, uh, written to all of us. Um, this is from Cheryl. She has written into the pod before. Um, I believe it says hi, PJ pants. I really enjoyed this episode, especially the last 15 minutes when you talked about your learned perspectives, philosophies, and experiences. I feel a wavelength. I feel a wavelength that is so comfortable for me, but we don't often get to experience in life. I was inspired by the last email Cassim read and wanted to share my thoughts on what I appreciate about each of you as well. So last pod, we we ended with that nice email that he wrote. So this is uh, what she's responding to. You really put yourselves out there sometimes. and I want to try to meet you where you are. Rob, I see a lot to you that might that you might wear on your sleeve, but comes through probably in a much deeper way. You have a respect and appreciation for people who struggle with things that most of us are fortunate to never experience. It's not like express empathy. You show it, you live it. Your positivity and inclusiveness seems to come to you like second nature. That's rare and special. And I really wanted to let you know that I see that. Kasim, you're a bit harder for me to read and maybe you wear (laughs) your cards a bit close to your chest. I think you show your loyalty, respect, and caring in large part through your intellect. You have friends' backs, you have your friends' backs, and you show that through your wonderful social graces and sense of humor, you do all you can to put your friends at ease. Jamie, I don't know, but I can only imagine that your health struggles have allowed you to grow in many ways, in ways many never learn. Your aversion to negativity and needless suffering might be a result of the unavoidable suffering you have endured. I agree, it can be very hard to be around people who haven't learned that yet because, and won't speak directly for you, if we've ever spiraled into the hell that is self-pity and despair, we know we never want to go there again. 
You've learned and earned your inner strength, and it's uplifting to experience that with you. Mainly, you're a mom who has her head on straight, and there is, and there is nothing more important than that. I hope that's all not too much for any of you. It's basically the plane I exist on much of the time. I know how hard it is to find people who can meet me there, and I appreciate you, your willingness to be open and vulnerable with us so much. Thanks from the heart, Cheryl. Um, oh, that was so nice. That's really Cheryl. nice. Uh, half of that's me uh, poorly reading, and half of that is just uh, there's some typos in there. So me and Cheryl, you will always share the gotta call out the typos, man. I just want to let people know I am a bad reader, but it was expe- especially bad here because there's a couple words left out. <laughs> he only Thank calls you, he only calls out the vulnerable, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I go after the the easy <laughs> ones. You're so um, hard to read, Cass. I know. I'm 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 a chameleon. Um, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the pod. I'm we so will sorry let to you go. <laughs> thank no, you. No, we appreciate you guesting me. on pajama pants. So fun. Um, By the way, I watched you um your Instagram the other day and I want to order Don't Wake Daddy because I think my kids <laughs> will love it. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, I Sarah feel like because it'll be easy it. for them to play. It's very easy and um it's it's uh I'm gonna get it for Jack for his birthday. You guys, he's gonna be four. Isn't that crazy? That's that's crazy. I, I got to see it. pictures of him the other day. He looks like he's getting big and Bo yeah. with his helmet. Yeah, it's crazy. When do you think he's gonna outgrow Bo? Like what what age? Because he's gonna be bigger than like Bo, thirteen. Right? Yeah. Quickly before I get off, we told Bo because now you know Bo's just obsessed with fucking like gear and like 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 love gear. No, you I know what gear. I mean. So like now it's like motocross. Like he somehow thinks he's gonna be a motocross kid. Oh yeah, I do. And um, so crap. I said to him, I was like, well, listen. You count the money in your piggy bank. You buy whatever you want with that. So he woke up the other day at 4.30 in the morning and woke me up at 5 to be like, I have $197. So we were searching online and he went to a store and he bought a helmet, a dirt bike helmet and gloves for $197. Now he's going to save up for a dirt bike. But he wakes up at like 5 a.m. to put it on, to just (laughs) wear it. Hell yeah. And that Cutter like Scudder's like, like something's done. wrong with him. He's such a fucking weirdo. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, part of me's like, he's annoying. But like, another part of me's like, he's just a kid that's like so fucking excited about his helmet. And of course, now Jack has to wear like some version of a helmet with like baseball batting gloves to look like Bo. I'll send you a picture. Or I'll send it to Gabby to it. I'm doing this. Just real fast, I totally, uh, totally understand what Bo's going through. I did the same shit. You did. I did the same shit. You, you'll buy something, but like it's just like part of something else, you know, and it's (laughs) it's not fully complete. I remember walking six miles as like a twelve-year-old. I walked six miles to a Circuit City to buy a CD carrier. Why didn't your parents drive you? Because they're just like, they didn't want to take or they couldn't like they were working or whatever it was. And I walked to Circuit City because in my head I got I get fixated on things and it's yes, like that's him get an ob- obsessive thing. And like when I hone in on something, it becomes my whole world. And like I, I can't really focus on other things. And I but I, I get really good at this one thing. But like yes. in those as a kid, it manifested with like stuff. 
And I yes. still like stuff now. That's same, but. Well, okay. Well, this you're giving me hope for Bo because now all he'll watch like two to three times a day is that movie Motorcrossed where the girl cuts her hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, you can't get I'm enough leaving. Of it. All right. I love Jonah. you. I love you. Bye, Bye you. guys. Bye. Cass, so when I was uh, a young lad, I got... Uh, I had like eight CDs or something. And so it was like right when like my first time that I like bought CDs, I went out and bought eight CDs. And I remember it was like Jagged Little Pill, like Blues oh. Traveler, Green Day Dookie, like the most random, you know. Those are saying some iconic albums you just named. Yeah, there was yeah. like uh, the first Bush album, I think. 16 Stone. Yeah. 16 Stones, like yeah, yeah. just like some, some good shit. And um, I went to the place I wanted a CD carrying case so bad that <laughs> I, I had. Can <laughs> you imagine? What is it about those that were so cool to us? I don't know, but here's what's so crazy. I knew I had eight CDs, but I wanted the biggest carrying case yeah, You want to future-proof had. it. So I had like an 86 CD <laughs> carrying case and I had to like, like it was like, heavy like you know and i had eight CDs they had a handle there. on it yeah yeah exactly it looked yeah. like a like a like three briefcases and i'd be like <laughs> yeah. i'd be like yo i'm gonna br- i'm gonna bring my cds to your crib like tell somebody and then like go over there with my fucking gigantic thing and then it's like oh yeah oh my god i can't even fucking i don't know what it was nerdy. man it, it there's something about even to this day that i i really enjoy like organizational things like things that you put a thing in and it keeps your thing safe and neat. And uh, I, I had, it's going to be so hard to explain to my kids. Like, yeah, we used to just keep CD cases in our cars because that's how you would, you play music. You, you'd want to be able to select, you know, go through the pages and select which CD and pop it in. And then you had 12 songs at your disposal at any given moment, you know, uh, I, I had which I had eight a, of them you usually didn't know or never heard or nothing. Yeah. Skip through all the you just listen to the hits. I had yeah. one of those for my um like PlayStation games, you know, especially because I had my PlayStation was modded, so I would I had uh, all my games were like burned on a CD burner, you know, so I had just a ton of games, and uh, I had a CD case for that, and it's just crazy the amount of space that we gave two dvds cds tapes even well, I had gave a- you're talking about us because we don't do that anymore i know so many people like my dad will still show me but he'll be i got the secession dvd i'm gonna watch the season <laughs> and i'm like oh my god dude like it's yeah. so much easier like but he he's starting to get on to like on demand and netflix and shit but even like i just i know people who aren't even that old where they're like they have giant DVD collections, and I'm like, ugh, like that yeah. is just it, my it, it's weird. nightmare. Like I have it all on this lab. The same thing I'm potting on. The same thing I do everything on this yeah. little laptop. It's all, it's all just in here. Yeah, it's we. Nice. I remember um, when Netflix first came out with streaming. It was like no one used it because it streamed in like low def. You know, it wasn't in HD. And only certain movies and things came out on the uh, on the service, it, and it seemed crazy to me that one day that we would all just be watching our stuff that way, you know, like streaming it, not having a physical because people were proud. Like me and my roommates, we we displayed our DVDs 
on shelves and, and our CDs because that was our way of like, you know, showcasing your taste and the things that you liked was by having all these things and jewel cases available to look at, you know, and it's and it's now it's like there's no one really gives a shit. Uh, I don't know if that came about because it stopped being something that you showed people. You just kind of like cruise through iTunes and. Well, now it's like Instagram, what you show them on your phone. Like that's your thing, you know, like, yeah. oh, here's my Instagram. Now, you know, everything about me. Like I'm a fucking yeah. this and that. But the, you know what I remember is like when we were in school, there was a time where they were like, everyone has to bring in like 40 uh, post what are they called? I- index Proofs of cards. purchase. Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh. index cards. Like everyone has to bring 40 index oh, cards yeah. for this thing or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So I have like 40 index cards in my book bag or whatever. And I remember showing up to school and seeing some kid next to me and he had an index card box where like <laughs> it, it had like a top that you took off and his index cards were all in there. And he would just take that and put it in his book bag. And I was like, oh, like as I was reaching in my book bag, pulling them out one by one, the index yeah. cards that were like all over all the place. They were like in, the, yeah, yeah, like in the crease, in like the pages of a book yeah. that was in like trying to find all of them. And I saw his index card box and I remember being like, whoa, like I I, told, I remember telling my mom, like, mom, I need an index card. And then I remember like having it at home and I would take it out of my bag when I was home. And like I would put stuff, I'd put like gum in there and be like, yeah, like, I yeah. got gum in my index card box. Like, what was it? What were we thinking? School supply box. Uh, every so every year you go to school, you used to uh, get a box and you would inside <laughs> this box, you would have your pencils, your pencil erasers, your mechanical pencil lead. Uh, you would have sometimes you'd have like a protractor, a compass. And before school, and I, I mean, I, there has to be other people out there, but before school, the school year started, I would go uh, through the box and lay the things out in the box in different ways to see which like which way aesthetically looked best and which way maximized the most space. Like if I put, keep my pencils horizontal here and then I can put my eraser here, it was insane the amount of time I dedicated to just organizing my organize organizational tools and having a pencil pouch. These were things that I got really, really excited about as a kid. And if somebody had something that I didn't have that I saw, you know, like when I, when I saw my first fucking uh, hole punch that went into a three ring binder, you know, it was like one of those ones that were long, but you could clip it into your three rings and then, Anytime you needed a hole punch, it was there instead of having to go use the teacher's one. Oh, fuck. That got me so fucking hard back in the day. See, I somewhere around like I, somewhere around fifth grade, I stopped bringing a book bag to school. I stopped. I, I would just borrow a pen and paper from somebody and like take notes and I'd fold that and put it in my pocket. Like yeah, I, you were the I, bad kid. Yeah, you were yeah, the bad I kid. I ended up being and then like, you know, you could like, always tell the kids it was just like parents weren't around. They were like always borrowing pencils, papers, <laughs> you know, like kids, I would, I'd get pissed. To, like who doesn't like, how come you don't have your shit together? Where's your school box? Like where's your trapper keeper, dude? I had nothing. And kids used to take, um, like, I remember if I asked somebody to borrow a pencil, they would take the eraser off of it. Like, you yeah. know, they had those, like egg, yeah. because they knew they were never getting it back, you know, like they were oh, just, and like, cause I'd be like, yo, let me get a pencil. I'd use it. And then I'd be like, yo, I'll give it back to you at like the end of the day. Oh, or, and I know then like, exactly I would, what kid you were. 
I'd go to the park to like drink or like chill, whatever. After so I like I would have a pencil and just like throw it out. You know, I'd be like, I don't want this in my pocket all day. Like yeah. I'm gonna get fucking lead poisoning or like stuff. But like, is there any? thing that has like a bigger reputation like is more well known than a protractor that i feel like we used like three times in Less, all of school oh, absolutely dude there was maybe a six month period in my entire k through 12 educational career that i used a protractor like there was that was it there was one class that was it the other time the only reason you kept the protractor around was because it was smaller than a ruler and it gave you a straight edge that's it yeah I just solved it. You know what I mean? There wasn't having a, <laughs> ha, having a ruler. It just, you needed 12 inches of space. You know what I mean? And so sometimes that just wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. And then they outlawed trapper keepers at my school because they just weren't, even though it was, it was an organizational thing. When you really went and deep dived into a trapper keeper, no organization. It was just, it was chaos in there. You know, it was like, uh, it was just papers getting mashed into the, the pockets. So there were kids using trapper keepers that were still turning in like bent paper. Oh, that was the worst. That was the worst. Every piece of paper I had ended I know up being a bent piece I know of paper. exactly the kid you were, dude. I stayed away from kids like you. Always wanted to borrow I, well, my I, shit. I, I, I stayed away from kids like you. Too, <laughs> yeah, I, bet you <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you did. They're... Uh, so I was like, you know, you're on the dating apps out here or whatever. And I'm looking and like, you know, you're going through, you're going through. And this girl had one thing written about her on her dating app. Babe, and this is what it was. I have over 30 cross-cultural friendships. And in all of her photos, it was like, well, I don't even remember if it was Here's a Chinese photos. girl. Here's a black girl. Yeah, I don't remember that. That's like in my, I like thought about that after, but I, like, I don't remember. It might've been in her photos. I can't remember, but like, that is such, like, by the way. Can you say it again? Can you say it again? I have 30 cross-cultural friendships. Over 30, excuse me. So like, here's the thing, right? It's almost to me like one of those fucking loser dudes who's like, mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've had sex with 62 girls. Like, and you're like, yeah. what you fucking nerd? Like you keep she's counting keeping how many track. girls you slept? Yeah, she's keeping track, which is like really weird and odd. And it's like, you know, instead of being like, like, you know, I, I don't know if this might be racist, but sometimes like when I have friends, I'm like, I, I don't go like, oh, that person is like, just like, 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 I don't try and find out like how they're slightly different from that person. So I could be like, oh, you're another, you're another right. cross-cultural right. friendship I have. Like, it's just like, yeah, everybody's whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like she's sending out an email a week to each one of those friends saying like, hey, uh, <laughs> this is Amanda just touching base. I just want to let you know that we're still friends. Uh, if you need anything from me, please reach out. <laughs> Otherwise, I will still continue to utilize our cross-cultural friendship and tell people about it. You know, like she's very And then at the end of at the end of her email, it's just that fist emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Here's to your struggle. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm uh imagining that you did not swipe swipe right on her. No, never. But by the way, people have like, you know, and I talk shit all the time about like before we had a fucking YouTube show, like I'd see people on YouTube, uh, what are those called? The thumbnail, like making fucking faces. Like that's because I just I just saw that and I'm like, oh, Gabby loves to use shit like that as like the. Yeah, thumb. yeah, yeah. Here you go, Gabby. Yeah. Use that for your thumbnail. Uh, Especially with poker, like I would see these videos and like 
I watch every week. I don't need you to go like, like make a, don't use that fucking face, Gabby. Uh, but like, I, you know, when people you, like make the face, whatever. But my point is, some people make those faces and use as a thumbnail. Gabby just takes faces we make on the pod. So right. people see us on the thumbnail and they're like, oh, fucking YouTube, like people do this. And it's like, Gabby just looks at us, you know, because we always say something where one of us are like, oh, like, right. you know. Yeah, I, I, I really, really dislike the thumbnail game uh, and hate to even be, um, I hate to bring it up, but like early YouTube, we did a, we did a lot of that and I always push back against it. But then whenever I did play along, I could see there was a huge like uh, bump in the views, you know, like people like, I don't know what it is about people, but they just like to see you look surprised in a thumbnail. They go like, whoa, what's going on with Cass? Like, oh, what did he see that day? I got to find out. I got to scrub through this video. And one of the I, I love everything about my job at G4. It's It's been such a dream come true. But one of the the like least fun days was a day where we had to come in to do a photo shoot of just faces to put on thumbnails. Uh, one of the most painful. One of the most uh, painful. And every babe, time I I'm see sorry. my, I, I, I just want to say, yeah, I'm sorry. I it's okay. I, I, so, I wish I knew. I wish you called me that day. I know. So we could have talked because I feel. This is yeah. the worst I've ever felt for you. I know. Yeah. And then people go like, yeah, you're getting paid a lot of money to like make. I'm like, it's totally OK. But if I had to nitpick coming in to spend, a, uh, you know, an hour going like. You know, doing these like now do one angry now, now do one inquisitive and you don't you're questioning, you know, and it's just a lot of you're like, Ugh, this is and it's all because of like what we did on early YouTube, that there's some like 22 year old that goes like, Hey guys, we've got to do this now. And they get paid like 150 K a year to like tell people this is how your thumbnail should be like, this is this person's job. We just did on our own. Like I don't, it, it's, it's a lot of, it, there's a lot of the uh, YouTube internet game that I, I really dislike and, and thumbnails is one of them. But to Gabby's credit, she does take our faces from the pod uh, and we don't have to do any of that stuff. So I pre we appreciate you, Gabby. Gabby deserves all the credit in the world. She does such a good job on it's, you know, I would be repeating myself from like back in the day, but it's like, she was the first editor who did our shit where it was like, mm -hmm. I have no notes ever. Like, yeah, what you do is fucking perfect. Like she's, she's just really great. great. Um, I have an email. This one's to you, Robbie. This person, Shoot, babe. this person, I have 30 cross-cultural friendships. What do they want? I, <laughs> Uh, By the ask, way, you, you see how you, you you handle something like that when you live the life. Like, I do a podcast with two of my best friends. One is uh, Ethiopian and Puerto Rican. <laughs> the other one is Cuban. I, you don't hear me fucking throwing it out there and then this and that. I just fucking sit back and go, yeah, these are my friends. You don't. I don't put it on a fire. I do a podcast with a fucking Jordanian and that. No, just you fucking, don't. Just mm -hmm. just live. When you live that life, it's like. It's like what they what do they say about fucking tough guys, right? They don't walk around going, I'm the toughest guy. Like the guy who fucking walks around saying he's a tough guy is usually the guy who fucking yeah. gets knocked out, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't fucking throw it in people's faces. You got 30 cross-cultural friendships. Get it How off dare your dating you? profile. Get it off your dating profile. Unless How you, dare you, you? You work for the United Nations. We don't need to hear it. And even then. She's too sophisticated, but I wish she was a listener of this pod who – 
who sent in her dating profile when we asked for them so that we could have told her, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen on a dating profile. Right. Yep. God, I wish. I, I, I hope to God. If you do listen to this pod, you know, sometimes we do dating profiles. If you're not too embarrassed and you think you have something that's just as egregious on your dating profile, please oh, send yeah. it in. Please send it in. Ask the gmail.com or uh, on our Instagram. Okay. This email is from uh, Max. Uh, subject is asking Rob about Yorkville slash E92. Hell yeah, Pants dude. Crew. I grew up in Yorkville where they shot Joey Peeps, and I'm a few years younger than Rob. I always knew from Wikipedia you had lived in the area, but in a recent episode, you, 92 second, down the block from me. This made me want to ask Rob to just share anything else that's in his heart about Yorkville. Are you a Delazia guy? Are you the reason Oh, my God. That's I had. Okay. What's I had Delizia? dinner there fucking uh, Delizia is my, fa- my favorite fucking Italian place growing up. I had dinner there fucking three nights ago with my family. That's I mean, that that was my number one spot. I feel like this is one of my friends fucking with me with this email, but that was one of my favorite uh, spots. Yeah, I walked up that hill afterwards. It was freezing. There's snow everywhere. Winds hitting you in the face. But it's uh, yeah, Delizia is the best. But by the way, like. That's one of the few places that are like still around that were good because all as I walk up there, closed, closed, closed. You go by your favorite bars, Rathbones, closed, closed. Like all these places are just like, fuck, it's so sad. And what do you order only, at Delizia? What's the go-to meal? So what I used to order when I'd sit in my crib by myself taking Percocets and just fucking doing drugs and not see anyone for two weeks, I would order large pie, half pepperoni, chicken frances with a salad on the side and a penne alla vodka. And then I'd get 12 garlic knots with butter and I would eat all of that in one sitting and then not eat again for like 24 to 36 hours. And the guy knew my order. Like I'd call up like, yeah. Just all, right. be all good, but and all the other places I would shout out right now, I walk by all closed. Like there was a place called the we called it the Spiz. It was called Gracie's Corner on Eighty Sixth and First. And there's no one you would ever meet in the restaurant industry who tried to get you off the phone faster when you wanted to order food. <laughs> and he would like not take your like I can't tell you how many times I'd have to call back and be like, "Hey, buddy, like I need." Okay, let me up. let me call in. You be the guy from uh, Bill's. Skippy's. What's it called? <laughs> so we called it the Spiz, but it was the uh, Gracie's okay. Corner. Yeah, Gracie's Corner. Okay, I'm gonna call in. Uh, I'm from out of town. I'm, I'm obviously. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't live. Okay. Uh, uh, ring, 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 ring. Yeah, hello, buddy. I know. Like it was like that guy. You know the what? I won't do the impression the whole time because it's okay. like okay, okay, okay. But the go. one line that he used to say was whenever you order. No, something, use it so in the role play. I want. No, no, no. Listen, because if you said like, oh, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Uh, hi, is this Grace's Corner? Yeah, Grace's. What do you want? Uh, yeah, I was wondering. What kind of food do they sell? It's a diner. Okay, yeah. I was looking. Um, do you guys have? Okay. Yeah, do you guys have a hamburger? Okay, you want that with the Greek salad and the fresh? No, well, I don't know. He would always yell. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Greek salad? I, I yeah, do I want wanna... the Greek salad and the fresh? Oh, Oh, does that come with the burger? I'm just yeah. Okay, which address? Well, I don't know if that's what I want yet. I uh, do you guys? Do you hey, guys? Hold on. Hey, we're gonna to put on to a burger with the Greek shot in the fresh. Okay, buddy, where do you live? Oh, it's, it sounded like you just placed that order. I I don't even I don't know if that's what I want. Do you guys have anything vegan or any vegan options? Ah, 
yeah, I don't even know <laughs> yeah. what his fucking. I, I I only have like that down in his accent, so I don't want to do like yeah. another accent for other thing. But he would yell at you and get and there, and because he knew me, I didn't have to give my address. So I'd be like, "What's up?" Like there was a way we we had like a toe where I was like, "What's up?" I would be like, "What's up, buddy?" And he and I would like talk like him, you know. <laughs> yeah. So then I'd be like, "What's up, buddy?" I'd be like, "What's up, buddy?" And I'd be like, "Okay, let me get the grilled chicken." Because I, I always had the same word, so I'd be like, let me get grilled chicken with uh, fries, and I would ask for a cup of barbecue sauce, and then yeah. like whatever mozzarella sticks or whatever, and he'd be like, okay, and it would be click, just like hang up. But there were times where like there would be people at my crib being like, yo, I want a burger and fries, or like I want this and uh-huh. that. So I'd have to call back and be like, uh, he'd be like, hello, like, he'd be like Grish. that's how he's, it's called Gracie's, and he'd be like, Grish. and I'd be like, yeah, buddy, wait, like that's I, I also want yeah. this and like I want that, and he was just like, they just wanted you. And then we were in there, like they wanted you out or whatever, unless sometimes we went in there at like 5 a.m., like coming home from a club or some shit, just yeah. because they would serve us Heineken's when bars were closed. And we would uh-huh. like, sometimes they would let us smoke. And then people would start coming in like, you know, 6.30 a.m. for like a fucking roll with butter and see us sitting in the corner, like drinking Heineken, smoking cigarettes, like so gross. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. what a different life. All right. Well, yeah, his next question is, do you still spend time there? I think you answer that. You, you visited recently uh where did you get that cool accent i don't seem to have mine he says i don't even know i have an accent but it's probably like you know from being spending so much time like on set of sopranos and then like moving to vegas for a bit in la and i I don't know i don't even notice i have an accent but i've seen videos of me when i'm like 12 years old and my accent is way worse yeah like i'm like oh man you guys got to you gonna do it in the car like, you know, my, my accent is just like wild. Like, I'm like, I don't even know I used to talk like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's uh, that's a great place to end it. Thank you, Max. If you guys have emails you want to send us, askpajamapants at gmail.com. And uh, Robbie's coming home next pod. Hopefully it'll be uh, in person. Great to see you. I've been keeping your seat warm. 100% it'll be in I'm going to be sitting right. Put your arm out like that, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, be do something with this. Oh, you're asking her to really, you're asking her to earn her keep this week, huh? Um, Yeah, that's it. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we're on YouTube. If you're watching this, click the subscribe button, click that notification bell. That way you know when our videos go live, which is every Tuesday mornings as of right now. We're on Reddit, r slash pajama pants podcast. We're on Instagram. Um, that's it. Rob's off the grid. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Really and the longer I the longer I stay here, the more New York I'm gonna get. So I got I gotta come home and uh, come home detox. and just slow down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta detox because I yeah. would do it. I was out today. It's like fucking 18 degrees degrees wind hitting you in the face. You're walking into stores, but hey, wear a mask. Like everything is just so like uh, uh like it's so yeah. fucking cold. Like there's ice on the ground, so you're like slip. Like you, in, in your your head is in the clouds in LA, man. Like mine, I'm talking about. Like you're just like, yeah. oh, is that like oh, was that mountain there last week? Like you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. we're here. It's like yo, 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 pay yo. The light changed. Like this, watch out. There's a bike. These bike lanes in New York City are death traps. Right. Death traps. Like there's. I, I would love to see the number of like old people killed a year by bikers. It has to be. It has to have gone up. 10,000% in the last two years. Yeah. Like it's New York is New York is listen. It's, there's it's a charm it's, to it though. I mean, there's it's, it's like no place on earth. 
It's a young man's game too. The older you get, the more you're like, after like two months in the cold, like if this was the summer, I'd be like, I'm never coming home. The fact that there's ice on the ground out there, like I feel the cold coming in through my sneakers when I'm walking around. I'm like, yo, this is fucking stupid. Come on home. We're ready for you. I'm coming. All right, boys and girls, that's it for us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching and listening.